Section five of the Mabinogion, volume one, translated by Lady Charlotte Guest. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Martin Giessen. Section five. Peredir, the son of Evrauk. Earl Evrauk owned the earldom of the north and he had seven sons and evrauk maintained himself not so much by his own possessions as by attending tournaments and wars and combats and as it often befalls those who join in encounters and wars he was slain and six of his sons likewise now the name of his seventh son was peredir and he was the youngest of them and he was not of an age to go to wars and encounters otherwise he might have been slain as his father and brothers his mother was a scheming and thoughtful woman and she was very solicitous concerning this her only son and his possessions so she took counsel with herself to leave the inhabited country and to flee to the deserts and unfrequented wildernesses and she permitted none to bear her company thither but women and boys and spiritless men who were both unaccustomed and unequal to war and fighting and none dared to bring either horses or arms where her son was lest he should set his mind upon them and the youth went daily to divert himself in the forest by flinging sticks and staves and one day he saw his mother's flock of goats and near the goats two hinds were standing and he marvelled greatly that these two should be without horns while the others had them and he thought they had long run wild and on that account they had lost their horns and by activity and swiftness of foot he drove the hinds and the goats together into the house which there was for the goats at the extremity of the forest then peredir returned to his mother ah mother said he a marvellous thing have i seen in the wood two of thy goats have run wild and lost their horns through their having been so long missing in the wood and no man had ever more trouble than i had to drive them in then they all arose and went to see and when they beheld the hinds they were greatly astonished and one day they saw three knights coming along the horse-road on the borders of the forest and the three knights were gwalchmai the son of gwiar and gener gwistil and owain the son of irien and owain kept on the track of the knight who had divided the apples in arthur's court 
whom they were in pursuit of mother said peredir what are those yonder they are angels my son said she by my faith said peredir i will go and become an angel with them and peredir went to the road and met them tell me good soul said owain sawest thou a knight pass this way either to-day or yesterday i know not answered he what a knight is such an one as i am said owain if thou wilt tell me what i ask thee i will tell thee that which thou askest me gladly will i do so replied owain what is this demanded peredir concerning the saddle it is a saddle said owain then he asked about all the accoutrements which he saw upon the men and the horses and the arms and what they were for and how they were used and owain showed him all these things fully and told him what use was made of them go forward said peredir for i saw such an one as thou inquirest for and i will follow thee then peredir returned to his mother and her company and he said to her mother those were not angels but honourable knights then his mother swooned away and peredir went to the place where they kept the horses that carried firewood and that brought meat and drink from the inhabited country to the desert and he took a bony piebald horse which seemed to him the strongest of them and he pressed a pack into the form of a saddle and with twisted twigs he imitated the trappings which he had seen upon the horses and when peredir came again to his mother the countess had recovered from her swoon my son said she desirest thou to ride forth yes with thy leave said he wait then that i may counsel thee before thou goest willingly he answered speak quickly go forward then she said to the court of arthur where there are the best and the boldest and the most bountiful of men and wherever thou seest a church repeat there thy paternoster unto it and if thou see meat and drink and hast need of them and none have the kindness or the courtesy to give them to thee take them thyself if thou hear an outcry proceed towards it especially if it be the outcry of a woman if thou see a fair jewel possess thyself of it and give it to another for thus thou shalt obtain praise if thou see a fair woman pay thy court to her whether she will or no for thus thou wilt render thyself a better and more esteemed man than thou wast before 
after this discourse peredir mounted the horse and taking a handful of sharp pointed forks in his hand he rode forth and he journeyed two days and two nights in the woody wildernesses and in desert places without food and without drink and then he came to a vast wild wood and far within the wood he saw a fair even glade and in the glade he saw a tent and seeming to him to be a church he repeated his paternoster to the tent and he went towards it and the door of the tent was open and a golden chair was near the door and on the chair sat a lovely auburn-haired maiden with a golden frontlet on her forehead and sparkling stones in the frontlet and with a large gold ring on her hand and peredir dismounted and entered the tent and the maiden was glad at his coming and bade him welcome at the entrance of the tent he saw food and two flasks full of wine and two loaves of fine wheaten flour and collops of the flesh of the wild boar my mother told me said peredir wheresoever i saw meat and drink to take it take the meat and welcome chieftain said she so peredir took half of the meat and of the liquor himself and left the rest to the maiden and when peredir had finished eating he bent upon his knee before the maiden my mother said he told me wheresoever i saw a fair jewel to take it do so my soul said she so peredir took the ring and he mounted his horse and proceeded on his journey after this behold the knight came to whom the tent belonged and he was the lord of the glade and he saw the track of the horse and he said to the maiden tell me who has been here since i departed a man said she of wonderful demeanour and she described to him what peredir's appearance and conduct had been tell me said he did he offer thee any wrong no answered the maiden by my faith he harmed me not by my faith i do not believe thee and until i can meet with him and revenge the insult he has done me and wreak my vengeance upon him thou shalt not remain two nights in the same house and the knight arose and set forth to seek peredir meanwhile peredir journeyed on towards arthur's court and before he reached it another knight had been there who gave a ring of thick gold at the door of the gate for holding his horse 
and went into the hall where arthur and his household and gwenhwyfar and her maidens were assembled and the page of the chamber was serving gwenhwyfar with a golden goblet then the knight dashed the liquor that was therein upon her face and upon her stomacher and gave her a violent blow on the face and said if any have the boldness to dispute this goblet with me and to avenge the insult to gwenhwyfar let him follow me to the meadow and there i will await him so the knight took his horse and rode to the meadow and all the household hung down their heads lest any of them should be requested to go and avenge the insult to gwenhwyfar for it seemed to them that no one would have ventured on so daring an outrage unless he possessed such powers through magic or charms that none could be able to take vengeance upon him then behold peredur entered the hall upon the bony piebald horse with the uncouth trappings upon it and in this way he traversed the whole length of the hall in the centre of the hall stood kai tell me tall man said peredur is that arthur yonder what wouldest thou with arthur asked kai my mother told me to go to arthur and receive the honour of knighthood by my faith said he thou art all too meanly equipped with horse and with arms thereupon he was perceived by all the household and they threw sticks at him then behold a dwarf came forward he had already been a year at arthur's court both he and a female dwarf they had craved harbourage of arthur and had obtained it and during the whole year neither of them had spoken a single word to any one when the dwarf beheld peredur ha ha said he the welcome of heaven be unto thee goodly peredur son of evrauk the chief of warriors and flower of knighthood truly said kai thou art ill taught to remain a year mute at arthur's court with choice of society and now before the face of arthur and all his household to call out and declare such a man as this the chief of warriors and the flower of knighthood and he gave him such a box on the ear that he fell senseless to the ground then exclaimed the female dwarf ha ha goodly peredir son of evrauk the welcome of heaven be unto thee flower of knights and light of chivalry 
of a truth maiden said kai thou art ill-bred to remain mute for a year at the court of arthur and then to speak as thou dost of such a man as this and kai kicked her with his foot so that she fell to the ground senseless tall man said peredir show me which is arthur hold thy peace said kai and go after the knight who went hence to the meadow and take from him the goblet and overthrow him and possess thyself of his horse and arms and then thou shalt receive the order of knighthood i will do so tall man said peredir so he turned his horse's head towards the meadow and when he came there the knight was riding up and down proud of his strength and valour and noble mien tell me said the knight didst thou see any one coming after me from the court the tall man that was there said he desired me to come and overthrow thee and to take from thee the goblet and thy horse and thy armour for myself silence said the knight go back to the court and tell arthur from me either to come himself or to send some other to fight with me and unless he do so quickly i will not wait for him by my faith said peredir choose thou whether it shall be willingly or unwillingly but i will have the horse and the arms and the goblet and upon this the knight ran at him furiously and struck him a violent blow with the shaft of his spear between the neck and the shoulder ha lad said peredir my mother's servants were not used to play with me in this wise therefore thus will i play with thee and thereupon he struck him with a sharp pointed fork and it hit him in the eye and came out at the back of his neck so that he instantly fell down lifeless verily said owain the son of irien to kai thou wert ill-advised when thou didst send that madman after the knight for one of two things must befall him he must either be overthrown or slain if he is overthrown by the knight he will be counted by him to be an honourable person of the court and an eternal disgrace will it be to arthur and his warriors and if he is slain the disgrace will be the same and moreover his sin will be upon him therefore will i go to see what has befallen him so owain went to the meadow and he found peredir dragging the man about what art thou doing thus said owain this iron coat said peredir will never come from off him not by my efforts at any rate and owain unfastened his armour and his clothes 
here my good soul said he is a horse and armour better than thine take them joyfully and come with me to arthur to receive the order of knighthood for thou dost merit it may i never show my face again if i go said peredir but take thou the goblet to gwenhwyfar and tell arthur that wherever i am i will be his vassal and will do him what profit and service i am able and say that i will not come to his court until i have encountered the tall man that is there to avenge the injury he did to the dwarf and dwarfess and owain went back to the court and related all these things to arthur and gwenhwyfar and to all the household end of section five recording by martin geeson in hazelmere surrey